0: Welcome to rhetoric Orama, a podcast about all things rhetoric. Here are your hosts, Dr. David R. Dewberry and Dr. Tim, as seen on TV, McGee. I'm Dave. And I'm Tim. And in this episode, we dip back into the Fallacy Files to discuss errors in reasoning. Today, we focus on the power and the mystery of the genetic fallacy.
1: You know, Dave, I just took a DNA
0: test. Turns out I'm 100% ready for this fallacy. All right. Good job, Tim. And uh, and, uh, and now in our first episode, uh, The Fallacy Files, we covered what a fallacy is. But if you missed it, uh, you should go back and listen to it. But we'll also give you a quick rundown here. Fallacies are errors in reasoning. Argumentative faux pas, if you will. That's, you know, that almost sounded German, Tim. Uh <laughs> But today's fallacy, as we said, is the genetic fallacy. And since this idea came from you, uh, you're probably better at explaining it.
1: I don't know about that, Dave, but here's the idea. The genetic fallacy confuses the origin or genesis of an idea with the validity of the idea.
0: So in other words, when someone tries to prove something is acceptable based on its origins.
1: I like my explanation better since it came from me. Oh, that's a good example, Tim. Thank you, Dave. My point with that comment was not a humorous jab, but to demonstrate the fallacy. I argued that I found my explanation of the fallacy be- better because of its origins.
0: So Myself. You, oh, yeah, so you're guilty of the uh, genetic fallacy, right? Yes, but I do honestly
1: think my explanation was better. But let's do another <laughs> example.
0: Okay, how about this one? Uh, my friend Tom was born and raised uh, a Catholic to a saint of a mother. And because of this, he strenuously objects to every criticism of Catholicism.
1: If I'm following you here, and I think I am, the argument is because Tom is born a Catholic, he cannot believe in any criticism of the church. Mm -hmm. But how he was born and raised should have nothing to do with the criticisms. Bingo. The argument should be that Tom objects to every criticism of the church because those criticisms
0: are not valid at all. Or, or Tim, or he objects to the critiques based on some counter-argument uh, not who he is or where he came from. So it seems we should leave the saint of a mother out of this. You should, Got it. You should always leave her out of this, right? <laughs> uh, so, so far, we've used examples that deal with the source being someone, a person. But uh, here's an example that deals with uh, attacking the origin of a concept or a contemporary practice. Uh, and this one example comes from the noted argumentation scholar Douglas Walton. Um So here's his example. He says, the wedding ring originated from the ankle chain used by men to confine their wives. Therefore, wearing a wedding ring is a sexist practice, and that is to say a bad practice. So this example here is a genetic fallacy because the conclusion wearing a wedding ring is sexist rests on the origin of the reason it was based on an ankle chain. And Douglas Walton gives us uh, a revision to this argument, so it's no longer fallacious. And so here's his uh, revised argument. The wedding ring originated from the ankle chain used by men to confine their wives. For that reason, reason, and here's where things get revised, wearing a wedding ring could be a sexist practice and should be revised. And I don't know what you think, Tim, but I think that's a heck of a good example uh, from Douglas Walton.
1: I hate to say it, Dave, but are you suggesting that because the example came from Walton, it's good?
0: You know, Tim, that's exactly what I'm doing here. We're working on like 14 levels in this episode, uh, and this is why things get messy. Uh, When an argument or idea is supported by its origins, that's not always a fallacy, right? But the argument can always be attacked as being genetically fallacious. So it's best to offer non-origin reasons to support your point. So let's end with this one. So the wedding ring example is a good example of a genetic fallacy because, one, it comes from a noted argumentation scholar, right? That's the appeal to origins. And here's the added reason. The example shows how the origins of the wedding ring alone do not attack or support any position about the use of wedding rings, but uh, it might have some influence about the practice of wearing a wedding ring. What do you think of that one, Tim? Tim?
1: I think you're genetically fallacious.
0: Uh, Tim, we covered ad hominem in the last episode. Uh, <laughs> but I guess we should, uh, we should thank our sponsor now. Tim?
1: All right. Today's sponsor is Tyler Durden Inve- Ivermectin Reclamation Farm. You say you can no longer buy Ivermectin off the shelf at Tractor Supply. Tired of being di- denied by your veterinarian who knows you don't own, own a horse? Come on down to Tyler Durden's Ivermectin Reclamation Farm, where we harvest unmetabolized ivermectin from horses right before they enter the glue factory. That's Tyler Durden's Ivermectin Reclamation Farm.
0: I'm David R. Dewberry and that's Tim as seen on TV McGee. We're professors of communication and this has been rhetoric rama a podcast about all things rhetoric. If you have any questions or looking for more information, feel free to contact us or consult your local library.